When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the studio. Um, this just in, we are back in the studio <laughs> after a um, hiatus period of not being in um, our studio that we let Elisa sleep in. <laughs> uh, we're finally, we're finally back. We're and back. We're ready to rumble. In many ways, ready to rumble <laughs> is also how I would describe it. Like um, New York City, we're back in a big way. In a big <laughs> way. Mistakes. Ow. This is going to be an interesting episode. This is our first guest episode. Yes. That we're releasing. Yes. I'm very excited. Um, me too. And it's coming out on my birthday. Oh. So just kind of a, if you're listening to this, um, today is my birthday and not today while I'm recording, but you listening to it, <laughs> today is my birthday and you should probably Venmo me. Um, Happy birthday, future you. Thank you. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, yeah. Probably while you're listening to this, uh, Nika and I are in another dimension. <laughs> meeting the DMT fairies. Yeah, meeting our, our DMT um, spirit guides because <laughs> we are fully. I mean, if any cops are listening to this, this is a joke. But for everyone else. Yeah, we're allegedly doing DMT. Yeah, <laughs> it is alleged. You know, it hasn't even happened yet. So like. Us saying it now. Oh, there are red cardinals just outside the window. Um, those are my speaking of spirit guides. When I see red cardinals, I always um, think that they're my grandparents. Oh, yeah. Are I there two of them? Yeah, there were two of them. Now there's one yeah. outside. <sighs> and then there was one, <laughs> kind of like my grandparents, <laughs> before he also died. Anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, we're releasing the Baron Vaughn episode. Oh, that was a fun one. Absolute <laughs> treasure. Um, friend of the pod, Baron Vaughn. If you're not familiar with Baron Vaughn, um, he's in the incredible show Grace and Frankie on Netflix. We we talk about it. <laughs> we told ourselves we wouldn't, but we brought it up. I broke my one rule. <laughs> Sorry. Um yeah, I mean he's he's a stand up. Um, he was the like was or slash is I don't know because stand up is not a thing right now. But he had a stand up show for a minute called The New Negroes, and it like uh showcased up and coming like black comedians. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing you might know him from. Slash, if you don't, it's like a great show to get exposed to some really great up and coming stand up comedy talent. So I've a, bu a bunch of friends who were on that show. I highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, Baron has been a friend of mine for a couple of years now. I met him in LA when I was there and um, I'm a Grace and Frankie fan, but I didn't at first realize that that's who he was. Cause like mm. I didn't know, like, you know, when you see someone out of context, you're not like, 
away. Like he was like doing stand up in a like baseball hat. Like he didn't look anything like really his character on Grace and Frankie, you know? Yeah. So it we did like three shows together when I was in L.A., and it was like the third show where someone finally introduced him as like, you know, I'm from Grace and Frankie. And I was like, oh, that's where I know that guy. Like before I thought I just had seen him around doing stand up or something like I knew I recognized him. But um, so that was I, I you know, it was nice because the first two times I interacted with him wasn't starstruck because I didn't remember to be starstruck by oh, him. You yeah, know what I mean? That's lovely. <laughs> Which I think made him think I'm way cooler than I am. <laughs> and so then we became friends. <laughs> I love that. Um, and. Uh, yeah. Um, it was just really exciting to have him share his wisdom. And I look forward to that portion of this pod. But in the meantime, we should probably get into our little segments, our little fucking segments, our little okay. sing songy segments that we have. <laughs> um, so keepsakes, hot takes, mistakes, mistakes. even, even, <laughs> even mistakes, keepsakes and hot takes. Do you want to go first or should I go first? You go first. Okay. My keepsake is, um, I have like three keepsakes, but they're quick. Keepsake, it's my birthday week. I'm excited to turn 25. Um, Turning 25 on the 25th. So it's my golden golden year. Yeah, my golden birthday. Um, It is my second COVID birthday. (laughs) But, you know, we are rolling with the punches and I feel... Very blessed. So I'm not going to, you know, not to use the word fucking hashtag blessed, but I do. I feel my life is um, incredibly abundant right now, all things considered. So I'm not going to complain too much, but it is. And hashtag blessed. It's yeah, it is surreal, though, to be like, oh, and literally it's been a year. Okay, cool. That's wonderful that we're still doing this. Got it. Got it. Got it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like flashback to this time last year i was like i'm rescheduling my birthday party for april (laughs) my like brain tried to make me think about what i was doing this time last year in the shower today and i literally just went zoop (laughs) i have no desire to reflect at all oh yeah me neither um i never want to think about it again which which does kind of bring me to my hot take my hot take is that um as socializing begins again, I think it's absolutely vital that we all agree to not like catch up about how our pandemics were. Absolutely. <laughs> Big agree. Like I don't ever want to talk about it again. Um, yeah. Like do not ask me how mine was. Do not tell me what you did. Like even if it's, you know, even if you'd got something amazing done, that makes me feel bad. <laughs> if you didn't get anything done, that makes me feel bad. It's kind of about me and how it makes me feel to hear about your pandemic experience. Um, so I just don't want to hear it. Obviously, close friends are the exception to this, but I know how their pandemic went because they're my close friends and I've been talking yeah. to them all year. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I did like catch up with somebody recently and I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh, I don't need I don't need to like relive this year through your eyes now. Like, yeah, no. We had almost the exact same trauma and just with like slightly different like apartments we were trapped in, you know, like I'm just I don't need to hear it. Um, So that's one of my hot takes. Oh, real quick. My other keepsakes. Potatoes are back at Taco Bell. Yeah. And you and I uh... fucking. Uh, ate them indulged. on a stoop in Harlem today. Yeah, we <laughs> ate some potatoes from Taco Bell on a stoop in Harlem. <laughs> a real New York moment. A real authentic New York moment. 
Um, <laughs> and goddamn, did I miss those potatoes? Oh, I'm so glad they're back. Um, this podcast brought to you by Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell potatoes are back. Do you want to go to Taco Bell? <laughs> I can't go to. I can't. This is the. This would be my commercial version. Though. It's like I can't go to Taco Bell, Karen. There's no potatoes there anymore. It's like well, now there are. <laughs> and you know that would be kind of my take on that classic. We quote Mean Girls so much on this podcast. <laughs> But Good. whatever. <laughs> Final keepsake. Um, I exactly a year ago had like a falling out with a very close friend. And that's been very hard for me in the last year. But I do think I, I've grown a lot. And it's for the best that that happened. Like, I think we needed our time apart. But this week, we've like, we hung out and he apologized for all the things that I really felt like I needed an apology for in order to move forward. And um, I don't know, we just seem to be very much on the same page about like what went wrong and that we're both sorry. And now we're like ready to be friends again, whatever that ends up looking like. And that was um, like a weight off of me that I can't even describe. I think I might even be able to start smoking weed again. (laughs) Like, I feel like that was kind of the thing that was making me incapable of smoking weed because every time I'd smoke weed, I would end up my spiral, my spiral would be about how I'm like unlovable and um, ruin everything um, because of this friendship that like fell apart. TBH. I didn't personally, I wasn't, I, if, if one person ruined the friendship, it wasn't me, (laughs) you know, like, and that's what the conversation was about. It's fine. It was a joint effort, but you know, majority of the like reason it fell apart was not my responsibility, Mm -hmm. but still, that's where all my spirals would would end up. Yeah. So now I'm like, can I just can I like start smoking weed again now that this is I hope. Now that this chapter has closed cuz I do miss um feeling goofy and watching dumb stuff without being like <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> so anyway, that's a keepsake. Um and what's funny is that like when you and I first started talking regularly and becoming like friends this ish time last year Mm -hmm. this is one of the things like this friendship was one of the things that we had like talked about and um you had a similar experience with a best friend that you like had to take time apart and come back together Mm -hmm. and you were like I really think that you and this person just need time apart and you'll come back to each other and be friends again and it's funny because at the time I really didn't know if that was actually going to be true for us and I just want to say congrats you were right as usual (laughs) thank you (laughs) I'm very happy for you I love hearing this yeah and I'm very happy for them me too. So yeah, I I have much love for this individual. So I'm glad that um you know it's not behind us, but we've begun the journey of putting it behind us. Yeah. So that those are my keepsakes well, hey. and my hot take. Um, just do not talk about the pandemic to me once <laughs> once we're all on the quote unquote other side, whatever that means. Then my mistake was watching um Academy Award nominated. <laughs> promising young woman (laughs) um let's delve into that i'm gonna try i'm keeping it spoiler free but 
you know, as all things like every review kind of has spoilers just in the fact that an opinion kind of requires context. So if you feel like you don't want Promising Young Woman remotely ruined for you, just skip ahead like two minutes because I'm not going to talk about this a ton, but just Mm. skip ahead now like two minutes. Okay, so Promising Young Woman. I'm currently on a kick where I'm like, I'm going to watch all the movies that were nominated for the Oscars because I realized I had not seen any of them because Mm. I didn't watch movies this past year because I've missed the movie theater too much. So I was really a TV show gal. And I was like, wow, I have not seen a single Oscar nominated flick. So I started with Nomadland and I was like, amazing, perfect film. So good. So good. I watched the Billie Holiday movie, which got really bad reviews, but I was like, you know what? I understand why it got bad reviews, but this is a pretty good movie. At least her acting is really good, and she's the one that was nominated. It wasn't the film itself that was nominated. So I was like, deserved, you know? Like, okay, this got bad reviews, and it was pretty good. I have um, optimism now for the rest of the oh, <laughs> rest okay. of these movies. Good to know, you know what I, I wasn't going to watch it because I heard it was I, really bad. It was chaotic I would say like the the plot is kind of hard to follow but I think it was good enough like I think she was really good and I'm glad she got nominated that's what I'll say the film itself definitely Mm -hmm. had some (laughs) it could have some kinks could have been worked out whatever anyway promising young woman got really good reviews so I was like wow if that Billie Holiday movie like ended up pleasantly surprising me Mm -hmm. um then I'm gonna like just like look forward to this promising young woman movie, despite my initial hesitancy or whatever to, you know, watch this like feminist girl boss, like white woman movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it was just really bad. I think it's very neoliberal and I think it's very like Hillary Clinton feminism. It's very like, (laughs) Um, if we just tell people what they're doing wrong, they'll learn. And it's, um, it just doesn't accomplish any of the things it's trying to accomplish it. Like there's an element of like part of the retribution that she's trying to get for her friend. She ends up getting through the police, which I think is like annoying. Yeah. It's like copaganda. It's not unsurprising, but it was just annoying because I was like, uh, like if this is a fucking revenge movie, you should be able to like get that revenge yourself without yeah. bringing in the judicial system, the like the justice system that failed your friend. Like the whole point is that she's trying to like avenge her friend's sexual assault. Yeah. And part of that is that the, nobody believed her and the system failed her. But somehow in this now, some point in the future, like cops and like prosecutors are like on the right side of things or whatever. I'm just like, it was just annoying to me. I was like, isn't the whole point that the system failed? So now you're trying to get your own revenge? What the fuck is this? And then the only really fucked up thing she even does to anybody, like you, I want it to be true revenge, you know? Mm-hmm. The only thing she does to anybody is that one of the girls from college that didn't believe that like didn't believe her friend she gets her super drunk and convinces her that she got raped wait what she the woman that she's trying to get revenge on for not believing her friend yeah she gets her super drunk and convinces her that while she was drunk she got raped what the fuck which is just as traumatic as getting raped if you either way you don't remember it yeah that's that's so, so like gross. all these men She's just kind of talking to and telling them like, oh, no, you've done bad. But the only like the only like physical 
like psychological torture she does to anybody is to another woman. <laughs> and I don't it's like that. Just kind of giving her the same trauma that not even the main character has experienced. Because she's not a survivor herself. She's doing this on behalf of her friend. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I hated it a lot. And this is like, and I'm not even even remotely revealing the ending and the like the big twist. And the twist, I, oh, oh, you guys. (laughs) Just like look it up if you don't want to watch this movie. It's like in every fucking letterboxed review. It's like, by the way, this twist is fucking bullshit. Um, But it's, it's only worse. Whatever you just took from that, it is worse than that. (laughs) It is like just so pointless. It accomplishes nothing. It is not feminism. (sighs) Well, you know how I feel about feminism now. Like maybe that is feminism. I don't know. I've lost touch with, I think, what feminists even are these days. But yeah, it was very like, I know what I'll do. Also, there's somebody who like is super sorry for what happened. And he like cries to her about it. And she says the words because he says, please forgive me. And then she said, I forgive you. And I'm like, bitch, it is not your forgiveness to give. Didn't happen to you. Yeah. None of this sounds um, very flawed. None of this happened to you, ma'am. Anyway, drove me crazy. So that was my mistake is going into that movie with like any kind of hope that it would be good. Also, Laverne Cox is in it just to be the one black character. Also, the one like non straight cis character. And she all she is is just like a sounding board for Carrie Mulligan. Like there's no she has like no like characteristics of her own. And I'm like, don't waste Laverne Cox's time and talent like that. Although I'm glad she got paid for it. So whatever. But true. Anyway. Anyway. So fuck that movie. Your turn. Okay. So my keepsake of the week um, is last night and really this morning and part of the afternoon. (laughs) Um, It was a great time spending time with our um, gay husbands. Yeah. um, Cody and Amit. Mm -hmm. Love them. We love them. Um, yeah, that was my in Harlem. <laughs> in Harlem. It was a very fun time. Um, my mistake, um, definitely that I, I need to take like a break this week. Definitely have been like going out to, or, you know, just like partying a little bit too much this week. Mm, you're going to take a break on my birthday week. That's interesting. No, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a break <laughs> during the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all gonna, I mean. Then we're going fucking hard. But I went Thursday to Sunday. Mm. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have to chill. I mean, you remember Thursday. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> is the thing. See, here's the thing. The f- I um, no, I I remember Thursday. The fact that I didn't black out on Thursday is interesting to me. But alas, that was my mistake. Oh, yeah. Um, and my hot take is also a COVID related one. Um, growing increasingly more frustrated by the like clickbaity coverage I'm seeing. Uh, in the media, like mostly on Twitter, which is where I get all of my media, um, about uh, the vaccine and like how effective it actually is. Um, there are just like a lot of articles that are coming out about that have like titles that make it seem as though it's like objectively true that there is like going to be a spike even after like that people who are 
getting vaccinated will be affected by a spike even after they're vaccinated. And a lot of journalists are using like Europe to look to as an example, because I guess there is a wave again in Europe and um, like young people are getting sick again, like mostly in Italy. But what they're not saying, which is pissing me off, is that Europe is way behind in their vaccine rollout. Like Mm. we're we're way ahead because we've essentially been able to hoard most of the supply of vaccines. Mm. Um, Because like England just had to stop giving out one of the vaccines because they're running out. Mm. Um, And Italy is like in a similar situation. So like they're not really offering any context and it's pissing me off. Yeah. Um, Because it's like there's people are still like getting pissed off at people for like seeing each other, even though like people are vaccinated now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like seeing that still like be a thing on Twitter and it's driving me insane. Mm -hmm. Um, So my hot take is just fuck that. (laughs) And can we get a little more nuance in the media, please? Um, And just, you know, in general, in, in the general population, can we get some more nuance? Agree. That's my ask. I agree. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, there's also just like a ton of people who are not authorities on anything that are just kind of announcing like just because you have the vaccine yeah. doesn't mean you can X, Y, Z. And I'm like, some of these things, literally the CDC is saying yeah. you can do that. So can you just like all I just feel like there's a lot of people who have really been like getting off on being like on a moral high horse the last year, which <sighs> whatever but like i think they're really um they're getting nervous that that's about to be taken away from them seriously (laughs) just like a bunch of like little angry introverts Uh, yeah (laughs) and it's like babe you don't have to come out yeah seriously um but your fomo is not like our like problem (laughs) well that's the real issue is that it's not that they feel like they have to come out no one's going to be asking them to come out (laughs) true (laughs) Bummer. That sucks for you. Anyway. Could um, never be me. Could never. Um, fuck up of the week. Fuck up of the week. Well, this week was uh, like a really terrible thing happened um, that, uh, I mean, <laughs> it would be incredibly... Um, like reductive to say that the um, violence and uh, like hate crimes that have been happening are like fuck ups. Yeah. <laughs> so Which we're not we not saying. So we're not categorizing that as a fuck up. That is just a terrible um, thing that is <laughs> not like an oopsie daisy. But um, we would say that the fuck up would be the media coverage of one um act of violence in particular the shootings in atlanta um where a man targeted um asian women and two men too right i think maybe yeah mm-hmm. um so six asian people and or eight eight asian people six of them women um who worked at massage parlors in atlanta or the atlanta area which is obviously horrific and um, like it just unspeakably terrible. And our hearts go out to uh, the families of those people and all of the Asian people that um, are feeling this even more deeply than the rest of us are. And it's hit, mm-hmm. I think, all of us pretty deeply, or at least it should have. Yeah, I would say that. It has. Um, 
And, you know, there's an element of it being they were targeted because they're Asian um, and they're targeted because of the affiliation of massage parlors with sex work. Um, We're not going to assume all of them were sex workers, but the shooter assumed they were all sex workers. So in that way, it was a, a violence against sex workers, you know. Anyway, the media coverage um, has really been letting this guy off the hook in a way that um, not even like black people who are killed by the police are described this way. The the way that this murderer has been described, you know, like he's been painted so kindly. I mean, he literally was able to set the narrative and the tone himself. (laughs) Like, yeah, he was he said he had a bad day, which... First of all, hugely like, fuck you, dude, for for you saying that that's why you killed eight people because you had a bad day. But worse than that, because I'm not really trust, trusting this guy's judgment in the first place. Um, the uh, detectives on the on the case uh, <laughs> relayed that information to the public that yeah. he was having a bad day. And then therefore the media um, relayed that to their millions of readers and viewers so good to know how that motherfucker's day was going i was really i was really worried um when i first found out i was like wait but how was his day going you know so that i would say would be the fuck up yeah and i that and like extending or like adding on to that i think like the audacity of the media to focus on him and his narrative and trying to flip him as a victim instead of focusing on one, the victims and the Mm -hmm. Asian American community, but also Mm -hmm. on the fact that this has been a year of like disproportionate hate crimes, Mm -hmm. the the hate crimes that have happened against Asian Americans, especially in places like New York city. Yeah. And there's been so little focus on that from like the main, from the mainstream media. Yeah. Um, And it's just, it's like incomprehensible that that wouldn't, that wouldn't be just, the narrative right like that's the only that's that's the narrative that's what led to this yeah um and he tried like the the shooter the fucking racist murderer tried to um say that like whoa 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 it wasn't because they were asian it's because i'm a sex addict and i saw them as temptations and like we were supposed to then i guess say like oh so it's only because they were sex workers well that's fine then he made it out to be like, that's like, don't worry, guys. It's not because they were Asian, which, first of all, that like, there's no way that's true. But um, second of all, regardless of I mean, it's, any of that, you shouldn't be murdering people because they're you see them as temptations for your sex addiction. You fucking asshole. <sighs> you all know how we feel. There, <laughs> you um, all know how we feel. Is there anywhere that we should tell people to donate to if they can? Yeah, I mean, I think the the main place to go um, for both donating and finding other places to donate is the Red Canary yes. song. Is that song or I can look I it up it's, right yeah. now. Let's see. Their Twitter account, um, if like you know how Twitter accounts like have they can make lists of other Twitter accounts. Yes, if you go to their lists, they have very well organized um, database of like other sex worker activist organizations and um, and Asian specific sex worker organizations. Okay. Yes. It's, it's red canary song. Yeah. Dot net. 
So donate to them. And if you want to see even more places you can donate to, um, a really great jumping off point are their, the lists that they have on their Twitter. Um, that's where I found a bunch of other just like advocacy groups and mutual aids and stuff. Um, If you go on their website too, on their front page, if you scroll down just a little bit, um, there's a link that will take you to all of the um, donation links for the survivors and family members of people who died. That's amazing. For the the eight. Yeah. And it cannot be overstated that um, regardless of what these people's race or occupation was they they were human beings with families and people that loved them and they're worthy of um life and any narrative about like any excuse that this guy gave for murdering them is nothing but um like an accomplice to what happened to them i think Pushing any excuse is um, just like feeding into the culture that even made this possible and made his excuses possible. So support uh, Red Canary Song and um, affiliated organizations for, um, you know, something to point your wallet at. Um, And then something that you can do in real life is not be chill with racism and even if it's casual jokes and stuff being made uh i feel like for a long time we've kind of thought like america um has thought of like asians as like the minority that doesn't have it that bad Mm -hmm. um and i don't think that's ever really been true but this year especially has proven that that's not the case so um yeah like call out your friends and family for making shitty Asian jokes because it feeds into the like culture that made this possible. (sighs) That's all. That's all. Thanks for, uh, (laughs) thanks for, um, you know, going on a low with us during this comedy podcast, but I think it was important to talk about. Agree. Agree. Um, so yeah, uh, we're gonna segue now into our interview with Baron Vaughn and um, his mistakes. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm just a. When I'm a fan, I'm a fan. Yeah. Nika's intense. I am intense. I can't I, help it. I'm noticing, but you know the other. I see, and this <laughs> makes me want to ask the both of you more questions. But I'm. I know. I'm, I knew I'm that you would immediately start interviewing us. <laughs> I was like, we have to be careful to not let Baron interview us, and it already has started to happen. I am so sorry. Hi, I'm here to talk about my biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. Anyway. Um. Congrats on working with those icons or whatever. Pops the final season already. But you, <laughs> but you know what? I've rewatched every season four times. I'll tell you something just about the attitude, if you will, of it really is just about living life. It, it sounds so silly, but it's like when you're around people who have a lot of experience and they look at you in a way like you, you are actually okay you you know you have no idea that you're okay but you actually are okay 
Um, when you're around somebody who's really <laughs> old, for lack of a better light, for lack uh-huh. of a better word, um, you know, th- they don't um, give a fuck. That's the only way to put it. It's just like they've seen it all. They've been through it all. It's about knowing oneself and it's about living life. You know, we spend a lot of time worried about how we will look or how, what people might think, which is not unimportant, but you have to have that balance of that in your inner self, which is kind of like, you know, what I think any story is really about is trying to figure out like, how do I fit in here? You know, like me versus the world. Like I know who I am inside, but the world is like, no, you're this. And then anybody's journey to figure out who they are is the root of literally every single story of every mm-hmm. single thing that we constantly want to talk about, <laughs> you know, and and think about, like, it's just about, like, how do we live life? So it's like, sometimes we worry about being busy, but we got to worry about that as much as being present. It's almost like being in your body, being present, feeling safe, as hard as that sounds sometimes, is also part of your job. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. Nika, are you following? I am. Is your uh... your simple little brain? Yeah, my my (laughs) tiny little brain. Your your tiny feminine little brain. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Picking up on this. All that estrogen. So Um, dainty. Yeah, no, I fully agree with all of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, wow. Okay, well. Your brain is so thin. What's your secret? (laughs) What happened to. Um, Oh my goodness. Okay. I just live on a diet. I love the shade. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anything that makes your brain swole. It's a thick brain full of um, realizations. Well, that's interesting. So do you feel like, um, like, well, what, I mean, we did go into this, not planning on interviewing you about them, but since we're on the topic, um, do you feel any, like, are, are they, um, mentors to you in any kind of way even if not deliberately just by working around them oh absolutely absorbing helpful things oh absolutely and actually i mean it kind of you know because i've been thinking about like what it is i would even talk about on on this podcast because it's hard for me to identify what i think is my biggest mistake and sometimes (laughs) sometimes a mistake is not even just necessarily like a thing I did as much as a lifestyle choice that I made for an extended amount of time. Like That's a mistake. a common theme in the mistakes people share with us. Yes. A mistake can last for four and a half years. And then you go, oh, <laughs> yeah. I should not be at this school. You know, stuff like that. Uh, sure. But it all is valuable, I guess, is the thing. Because it's like, how do you learn from these mistakes? You know, and like, and that's the other thing is like, what do you define as a mistake? Because some things, you know, I always do that thing where it's like, oh, people ask you like, oh, if you could change one thing about yourself. And then sometimes I just think, you know, well, I like who I am, even though mm. I think I've been a shitty person, <laughs> you know, and I know there's a lot of people who would disagree with that. And there's a lot of people who would agree with that. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, is it how much do you punish yourself? I guess is the question for your mistakes. And when you're around older Mm. people, you know, they've let go of a lot of the stuff that they would possibly, or they haven't. haven't. And that's the thing is like, sometimes there are those things that still shine through like the certain, like, you know, uh, 
beat yourself up about certain things, you know, and sometimes it's adorable. <laughs> I have to say sometimes to see what, you know, a, a older person feels insecure about, it's just kind of like, oh my God, you're the best. But like, yeah. you know, I don't want to like infantilize, but it's just sort of That's like endearing, you endearing know? is a better word. Yes. Those are the yeah. terms. Those are the terms I was trying to come to. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, there's so many different types of older people in Hollywood specifically <laughs> that you could work with. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, you can really glean a lot, learn a lot of lessons um, in both positive and negative ways by being around those people. And I'm, I mean, obviously you wouldn't tell us how it is negative to work with anybody that you're like currently working with because you're a professional but it does seem that no, you kind of when, lucked when, the frick when, out when you get put <laughs> in your place by a person like that it doesn't feel good like, yeah. like that that doesn't that's a negative but sometimes it'll kick your ass into gear if that's what you need in that yeah. moment yeah. and sometimes you'll be Have like you put in your place by yeah. jane fonda or lily tomlin <laughs> um luckily no Luckily, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I like, have been I, by I people. I pictured of, it with both of them, and I was like, I don't know if I, I can have do been that. by people of that stature in some other context. Yeah. Because you know, okay. I'm not perfect, but you gotta, yeah, you gotta, but you gotta take it with grace. What? Without you, don't have to say who it was, obviously. But would Just you DM care me. to share? <laughs> oh no, no, no! Would you care to share what it was that Sir Elton John put you in your place? <laughs> He was like, don't stand on that grand piano. Um, that doesn't sound like him at all. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Don't Put on big enough glasses, it will. Piano. Okay. <laughs> copyright infringement. My bad. Hashtag copyright okay. infringement. Um, no, parody laws, different lyrics. <laughs> yes. Parody. Oh, my goodness. Good one. Good pull. Good pull, Lenny Bruce. Um, let me think. <laughs> well, I mean, there's just been a bunch of different times where, look, I'll tell you this. In general, a brother doesn't have the best uh, punctuality practices. Oh, which, you don't which, say. Yes, which sucks because I'm also black. <laughs> so they always, there's always this association that comes with it, which is a big, sometimes with other black people in the corporate world, is a big trigger for them that I am a person that mm, continues to be late okay. because it looks bad like, on everyone out there in yes. the world. Yes. Yeah. I understand that. Is it like you are living a, you are living stereotype. It's like a, you are, you are disgraced to your people kind of energy, which is a, a, a hard Women one. Women don't like when I fuck my way to the top. So I get it. That's <laughs> see, it's, a, it's, a, it's similar. Like, Please stop fucking people for opportunities. And I'm like, certain, how do you get them? Certain psychologists would say those are similar ish. Uh, I'm but kidding. I, <laughs> as am I, clear, I, as am I, fucked my way to the top. But I am very late all the time, though, so I get it. Not the <laughs> not the racial part of it, but I understand being put in my place about it sometimes. No, I and I and I, that's what I'm saying is that like, and for me, I kind of like go back to this thing of like, I wasn't raised is the, is the only way that I could put it. Like, <laughs> I still have never learned how to like really keep track of time in a healthy way i guess you could say mm -hmm. so it's like and then people try to you know um they try to motivate you with intimidation and mm -hmm. uh and yeah, putting you in work. your place which doesn't always work but it's uh not I feel like that works temporarily it makes you feel like shit 
Um, like it makes me not want to do it again, like for a little while. What, being put in your place. Being put. Well, <laughs> when people try to correct you with intimidation yeah. or with shame. No, it doesn't work for me. It like works <laughs> for like a minute, and then I, you know, it doesn't actually do any kind of internal motivation for me. I don't end up changing the trait or the habit. I just kind of act in fear for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I um, I I have always struggled with. Uh, the idea of being put in your place. Like when I was working in politics, I had to deal with that a lot for the first time because I was like a young 22 year old girl, like trying to run for a seat and was like in these spaces I'd never been in before. Mm. Um, and I would always push back against it and would be yeah. like, I don't have a fucking place. So don't try to put me in it. Like <laughs> I, the wherever I am is my place. Yeah. Um, mm. Obviously. Though, you know, I still believe that, to be honest, but I've learned how to, like, not act that way. Because mm. um, mm. obviously within this industry, people are going to put you in your place and you need to just, like, go lick your wounds in private. <laughs> um, well, there's always a classy way to put someone in their place, I think. Yeah. But people get emotional. You know, there's a lot of feelings yeah. all the time and everybody's not perfect. So sometimes people might yell. And sometimes yeah. they might be right, you know, and then later sometimes these people go like, hey, I'm sorry I yelled, but also you're fucking up. Mm. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah. yeah, OK, yeah, no, I get it. It's like, I'm sorry I yelled, but you're fucking up. Yeah. Point totally. taken. You know what I mean? Sort mm-hmm. of sort of a thing. So, yeah. you, But, you know, because if you got to work with people, you can't yeah, exactly. be scared of mofos. You can't. You can't. So, yeah. Nika, I'm curious when you say that you were put in your place, especially in the world of politics, mm-hmm. that was also from a perspective of them trying to like negate you, right? Like just trying to like say you didn't have an idea of what you were doing or don't belong um, here, kind of a sort of a thing. Well, yeah, it would be a mix of I would get often the you don't know what you're doing, you're inexperienced, you need to listen to this person or that person. And it was usually people that I didn't respect or didn't have the same ideals as them. So I wouldn't listen. Um, Mm, And then mm. it was also the um, the idea like a lot of it I know came from a place of them being misogynistic of like me being this, you know, like tiny uh, misogynistic and being pissed off that I don't have decorum being this like tiny little woman who like also Mm. had no decorum in that environment. And like, I'm very blunt. I'm very brash. I can like be really body. Um, I I just don't (laughs) do well with kissing your ass in a way that feels Mm. like disingenuous, Mm -hmm. which you need to do that in politics and also in show business because they're the same fucking thing. They can be um, a very which is evil why I person. Doing comedy instead. Good, good, good. Um, like, good. If I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna yeah. talk about my pussy. No, literally, I, I was like, mm, <laughs> I'm gonna do stand up instead. I'm moving to New York. Bye. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, so just that, just um, and, both and, of and you're a very good company, things. by the way. I just want to let you know, people who have oh God, left politics you. to do comedy instead. Uh, it's yeah. it's a, it's a good group of people. Usually, it's the other way that. around. Yeah, true. Elf. I did the reverse Al Franken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot that he did that. Yeah. Oh, well, Al you Franken. Know, there's so many other things to remember about him now. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> many don't others. Started. Don't even get me started. Listen, I don't want to talk um, about it. So we do this thing uh, on the show called uh, Mistakes, Keepsakes, and, and Hot, hot Takes, takes. <laughs> um, where 
just in the last like week in recent history, what's like a recent thing that um, you wish had you were you, you had handled differently or went differently? Um, and then the keepsake would be the opposite of that something you're happy that you did or that's going well for you. And then a hot take is just kind of like, you know, just something you want to put out there into the world, just an opinion you have doesn't have to have any political ties to it. I think sometimes people think we're asking them for a political take. Yeah, no. You can be if you want, but well, it can no. also be like beans are bad or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if beans are bad. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would wholeheartedly disagree with you, but you're welcome to say something like that. I mean, they're supposed to be a really great source of I don't I don't remember, but um, okay. <laughs> What was the name of the segment again? Because I want to hear it one more time. Mistakes, keepsakes, and hot takes. Mistakes, keepsakes, and, and hot, hot takes. takes. That's yes. great. Okay. <laughs> so the mistake is a thing that I wish I did differently in the recent Yeah, past, or just something past, that's going past. on this week that, like, isn't going how you want it to. Hmm. You know? Like, you did, like, oh, I waited too long and i like whatever <laughs> i like that okay <laughs> and like this errand is now going to be more difficult you know or whatever doesn't yeah. have to be that complicated um well this whole place is a mess and i wish mm -hmm. it wasn't and so i get very very now i know clinically ocd about mm. about cleaning um which I always thought it was just a dumb joke, but it turns out is kind of true for me. So mm -hmm. it turns into this nonstop spiral of like, but if I do that, I have to do this. And if I do that, I have to do this. And this has a movie there. It's like just this monologue <laughs> in my head and me just mm -hmm. like moving things in my head in, you know, just like imagining where things could go, like puzzle pieces shifting around a room. Um, <laughs> like after I'm like, like Bradley Cooper, after I took the smart pills. So I'm like, <laughs> my mind is limitless. Yeah, you're, the options for how to um, occupy Organize. your time with organizing mm -hmm. is limitless. Yes, but um, it really is the simple things. And so the keepsake is one one thing at a time, right? So it's just kind of, I was like, all right, because there's kids running around. So when I want to drill something, like use a power tool, I can't like literally just leave it there like I once mm -hmm. did, you know, Ooh. before there were children. So there's like yes. all these things. I'm like, oh, hmm, that's dangerous. Okay, so I can't do this while they're awake. But then when they're asleep, I can't stand up anymore so it's like when do i do these things so just finding like little windows to do one piece of it when mm -hmm. i have the chance as opposed to like i have to do the whole thing right now but like a little piece of it that's easy to do and clean it and get it out of the way and i'd be like all right i'll come back to this just like really dialing things down to the cellular level <laughs> again obsessive that's real no, that's valuable. That's I definitely need to learn how to do that. I'm definitely like I get sucked into an entire like if I'm doing this, then I have to do this. And I can't do that unless I, my new shoe rack is put together. It's like, wait, Anya, these have nothing to do with each other. Interesting. Absolutely, because you, you can get into that, that spiral. Way, no, I don't. I mean, I have <laughs> like my own spirals when it comes to those things, but I've never... Um... I've never had that kind of spiral of like, if I sit down to do this task, then, oh, well, I have to do that one now. My yeah. issue is just 
not being able to finish a task. That's my spiral. Mm. Is being, you know, thinking about all the things I need to do for that one task, doing a little bit of it, and then just feeling like incapacitated by the anxiety of having to finish it. Yes, no, I, I, I feel incapacitated by, yeah, I feel mostly incapac- incapacitated by how, like, my, like how if I can't finish it in the time that I allotted to do the thing, then I'll just like never do it. Mm. Cause it takes, it, it will, I have to start the whole process all over again. Okay. <laughs> and I'm yeah. saying little by little, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's very valuable. That's, and here is the, the hell of a keepsake. Here's the, what's the, the hot take. <laughs> it all ties together. This, <laughs> this is my new favorite word. This is my new favorite word. Neutral. Okay. Milk Aspire hotel? to feel neutral. <laughs> Interesting. You want to walk us through that? Yes. Thank you for asking, Nika. <laughs> oh, but of course. <laughs> now, look, we're all talking about like the anxiety that starts when we're talking about these tasks because it kind of spirals up into this, you know, brain cloud of disaster, which either makes you have to keep going until you finish it or not start. So that way you mm-hmm. don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. But it's still like the feeling of panic, right? And so what do you want to feel? Good that it's done? Or do you feel bad that you're not doing it? Or good that you're not doing it? Neither of those really matters. Try to feel neutral. That's a big thing that yeah. I'm like, sometimes we want to feel good about certain things. But we're, mm. you're not. <laughs> There's just certain things that you might just never feel good about, and that's fine. But you can feel neutral about them. And that's just like... You know what's interesting? Yeah. This is very similar to... We had... Do you know Wendy Starling? We had Wendy on the um, show. A little bit. A um, little bit. Yeah. She's a comic. She's great. Um, I think her keepsake... Or no, it wasn't her keepsake, but just some wisdom she bestowed on us because all three of us suffer from bipolar disorder. Mm. And, we're crazy. Um, because we're ah! fucking crazy. And um, she... I love the screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> she uh, pointed out to us the very helpful notion that not being manic doesn't mean you're depressed um, which yes. is yeah. something that both nika and i struggle with so it's interesting that you also bring up just feeling neutral is like a good thing because i think nika and i are both people who are almost chasing our mania sometimes yeah. that For makes sure. sense like i said chasing armenia with kim kardashian chasing <laughs> armenia <laughs> That's like a, a name for a Courtney, show. Courtney, there's people that are dying. <laughs> In Armenia. This week on Chasing Armenia. <laughs> Just the like Armenian genocide as described by the Kardashians. Oh, Jesus. Wow. That's a, I mean, hey, a valuable show, I think, would be that. <laughs> I thought you were just going to really chase bring- them with these microphones and like do a kind of a podcast paparazzi <laughs> would, kind of a thing. It would raise awareness. But um, no, I do. I, yeah, that's actually kind of genius to just learn how to park that car and put it in neutral. Yeah, li- yeah, truly. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you don't have to. You don't have to go towards feeling good. Like like this idea, and that's the thing. Like what's in between them, right? The mania, mm-hmm. or was it the uh, the depression? So it's always yeah. it's either or, but there is that I guess that middle piece. Where it's neither. Yeah. And that's right. in that neutrality where it's like making peace 
with the fact that you just can get to a place where you're not going to feel good or bad about something. Yeah. Sounds mm-hmm. like my mood stabilizers <laughs> which I have to take tonight. Those can help. Um, those can help with those. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, yeah, that's something that I just am struggling to internalize because I also just have had like external, like other people's reactions to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a lot of positive reinforcement when I'm manic, you know, or yeah. when I'm like excited and happy. And it's like, people love that version of me. Uh, I show up in my relationships usually in a more, mm. in a, like in a less selfish way because I'm not down in the dumps and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting because whenever I'm not manic, it do- like like Wendy pointed out, it does not mean I'm depressed. But then I end up getting depressed mm. because I'm not manic, and I mm. like miss the feeling having it. And so I'm, recently, it has been a, like almost not. I didn't use the word neutral in my head, but it has been a goal of mine to just be like acknowledging the truth about a situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not like painting a narrative onto it that like, it's bad that I'm not like bouncing yeah, off the yeah. walls and being productive right now. Like it just is. And that's yeah. fine. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I have never had that experience with mania. I'm not productive when I'm manic. Like I don't, I, I really envy people who are bipolar or have any kind of mental illness where they experience mania, who, like, get things done. When I'm manic, I just, like, want to fuck, party, and do drugs. Mm-hmm. That's like, not getting that's... things done? Yeah, that's well, you know, <laughs> as an anti-capitalist queen, I'm getting things done. And I'm, you know, okay. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I get more done... Honestly, when I'm depressed, because when I'm depressed, I don't really want to talk to anyone. I just want to do what I need to do. But you're still talking mm-hmm. about like when you say done, like more done, like you're talking about productivity. You're talking about yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, but it's still the same energy. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a, it's a different focus. Yeah. 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 Just well, wish that you could when like I'm, finish when I'm that novel I'm or whatever. Unfocused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just like went undiagnosed for so long that I didn't even really realize what I was experiencing was mania. So like for me, it was just, oh, I finally have this like energy that I didn't have for however long. Mm. And so I just need to capitalize on it, literally using the word capitalize, (laughs) which is like truly it was so through a capitalist lens and a productivity mindset that rather than um just enjoying not being in bed for three weeks i was like now i have to get everything done yeah so it's like not necessarily I mean, better there's nothing to envy is what i'm saying yeah anyway no. always be- <laughs> well that's the thing that rat race mentality because i mean nika would you say it's a similar thing for you like even though it's not like you know i have to capitalize on this but you feel like you have to fit it in into this particular zone of your emotional mood kind of a thing yeah definitely Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah, you have to do sure. it like in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. We're, well, mm. Nika mm. and I, our, our, our hypomania sinks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we sync up. Mm. And um, we like joke about how like, well, we got to do this while we're manic. Yeah. Like while we're still manic, let's go do this. Because like otherwise we're going to cancel. 
Yeah. <laughs> like oh like uh, this summer when Nico like drove up to Vermont oh, to yeah. hang out with me. She's like, well, I have to do it now because I'm manic <laughs> and I won't want to do it. I have I'm to not. rent a car now. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, I was like a conversation where we're like, oh, well, we're both manic right now. So like, let's rent the car now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're knowing yourself. That's still a version of knowing yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it was like an unhealthy, like we weren't being like, so let's buy the helicopter. Like it See, wasn't yeah, no. like we were like. <laughs> There's that judgment. See, you what you went straight to like and i don't think it was unhealthy it doesn't matter sure but you know neutral people who experience that kind of mania do often feel a pang of buyer's remorse is what i'm saying oh sure 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 (laughs) yeah always i mean but you're talking about judging it so much as i'm like yeah 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 for sure and I'm, that's what I'm saying. We didn't experience buyer's remorse from the money we spent while manic. At least no, I didn't. I, I don't anymore ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So neutral. So neutral is your hot take. Your neutral take is to stay neutral. Try to be neutral. Try to be neutral. Yeah. I'm going to use that from now on. Do you experience like really high highs and low lows? Oh, hell yes. Generally? Yeah. Oh, hell yes. I've been doing stand-up for 20 years. Like I did the road, the road. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, like I was telling, I mean, luckily my therapist was once a comedian, but like for real and understands the idea of being on the road. And so like when I was, you know, like, I guess be 10 years ago now when I was like on the road for real, like I would be talking for five hours for you know, Thursday through Saturday, I talk for five hours on a one-sided mm-hmm. conversation. You know, I get mm-hmm. people to laugh where I decided they should, and then immediately after that, <laughs> go into a silent, dark hotel room in a city I don't live in. <laughs> sleep, yeah. sleep it's until brutal. the sun goes down again, and then do it. And so it's kind of like it's just this: I can you know make three, five hundred people laugh, and then just go into silence. So it's like it kind of mm-hmm. that high and that low. Even if I wasn't like, if you will, chasing that before that, like knowing yeah. that it existed made me want it and know what it means to have that. See, you just took a, <laughs> you just yeah. took a knowing breath, uh, you know. But like, well, you just reminded me the like one of the last times I went on the road before COVID was my first time doing a bunch of shows where um, the other comedians on these like you know, in their local scene that I was visiting, the other comedians on the show, like knew who I was. And that created the social dynamic after the show. Hmm. Like it made it very different because we weren't just hanging out as a bunch of comics. They were like interviewing me about what it's like in New York and like what this person is like. And like, there's like this, it's like, another performance almost to like entertain those folks. And it made me realize how much I never, like I took for granted how fun the road was before people knew who I was. And I not a known person. Like, it's not like the audience members were like, we came to see you. Like I'm not that level yet, but I'm like, I like took for granted how fun the road was when you got off stage. And now you're with a bunch of new friends and none of you knew each other Mm. before, but now you're pals. And like, as soon as you graduate, just, a little bit out of that sphere now you're like going that's when you go back to an empty hotel room because it's not like really fun to hang out anymore because you're like i don't know it's another performance like i said it depends what it does depend i'm oversimplifying it but i just are you trying to say something nika what's the road (laughs) 
I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Just Whoa. performing outside of the city that you live in. Sorry, I never got that far in comedy before the world <laughs> shut down. So. Well, you have not a lot to look forward to. No, I'm kidding. The road can be fun. Okay, so I'm going to read a quick listener mistake. We're all going to react to it, and then oh, you're okay. going to launch into the mistake um, that you brought to share with us. Okay. okay. <laughs> listener mistakes. Okay, so this is just a tweet, so it's quick. It's a quick little um, mistake from somebody named Phil, but their username is Burp Reynolds. <laughs> All right. Cute. College. What? He's a cute. I said okay, cute, yeah. yeah. Um, so in college, crunched the side of my car around a tight alley corner, backed up to straighten out and shattered my side view mirror, all <gasps> while on a first and last date. Yikes. <laughs> Fun. How do we all feel about that? Um, I mean, I once did that to my friend's car that I was driving, pulling into her driveway. That was the size of a small alley. So, been <laughs> there. Whoops. Wait, it Sorry. was your friend's car too? So it wasn't even your car? Yeah. No, it wasn't Ooh. my car. And this is when I had been diagnosed as bipolar, but was not taking meds for it. And was like still drinking and doing drugs all like was the worst person to be friends with at this point. <laughs> and so I realized that I fucked up the car and um me and she was home and immediately was like, manipulate, manipulate, manipulate. <laughs> Make this about your mental illness. Um Oof. and just sobbed on her porch and was like, I'm fucking crazy. I'm fucking batshit insane. And she was like, Ugh. It's okay. Like it's <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a hell of a. Per- I that's I love that. That's a hell of a performance. Did yeah. you say it like well, super now loud? I'm medicated. <laughs> oh, so loud! I like was burying my face in my hands. Like no, on her porch. Like she lived in a, a two family. So I was up, like burying my face in my hands, and then it just turned into a three hour discussion of my friends being like. We want to be here for you. How can we look out for you? Oh my god! Wow. I once, I once got into a car accident <laughs> with my friend in the car. It was months after my like big car accident that I talked about on yes. this show, and I remember kind of like talking while driving about that car accident and about how I'm like a better driver now. <laughs> and- <laughs> Right as like like literally moments later, I hit some ice and like just drive off the road. (laughs) And it's my dad's car and the side view mirror came off because we hit a sign. And then we were stuck in the snow and had to get a tow truck to pull us out. And I was like in full body PTSD because of my much worse car accident. So I was like panicking and like hyperventilating and like crying and being like, we have to fix this and like thinking my dad was going to be way madder than he actually ended up being because it was like a very like even the tow truck guy was like this has happened like six times today it's really icy it's not a big deal people like drive off of the road it's Uh fine because it wasn't like i like was like rearing like i I wasn't speeding it was just an icy snowy day so it was kind of like a basic accident yeah it was a very chill accent for a basic bitch. Yeah, but in, in, on the heels of a much more severe accident that really traumatized me, so I was like very embarrassed. Um, mm, and I also, yeah. I don't think I manipulated intentionally, but I like really made it about my PTSD in this way where my friend was like, it's fine. Oh yeah. Let me just say I, at the time I was not were, conscious yeah, yeah, that yeah, I was yeah, yeah. manipulating the situation Yeah. just after going right. to therapy and getting medicated. You're doing now your... I realize 
post analysis. <laughs> I get it. I get it. The play by play years after. I the, just have yeah, to say these things because I talk about myself at that point in my life as being such a scumbag because I was, but because you I'm analyzing, at yeah, the time. because I'm analyzing it now, mm. I need people to realize that I was fully not aware. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any embarrassing car accidents, Baron? Luckily, um, yeah, one ish. But not, it wasn't that bad. It was just kind of like, luckily, it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I drove from New York to Los Angeles to move here. Ooh. I've done it, I did it twice wow. actually. And the first time, the, the route was through the south. And uh, I t- rented a car, um, which, by the way, insanely expensive to drop a car off across the country from where you picked it up. But that was yeah, the only option I had, really, to move all my crap. <sighs> and um, I was with my friend, Ida, who was visiting from Sweden. And then we uh, got, we sideswiped somebody on the freeway because we got, we had this, <laughs> it was like, um, GPSs were still like new and like cheap looking. And so we had a GPS that we rented for the car. And I guess we must have maybe entered into an area where the signal wasn't good. So it was doing all this weird skipping around. And we were both like, what the hell is it doing? Whilst on the freeway, I'm the one at the wheel. And we we're both oh. like, huh? And then suddenly <laughs> it's like a clink. And we're like, oh, whoops. Whoopsie oh, no. dips. And this, 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 this woman was like on the phone. Uh, this was like in Maryland, I remember. Uh, it was in Maryland. We had just left DC. So we pulled over and we like kind of exchanged info. But I think in the end, both of the insurance companies were like, both, all of you were dumb. And then they just kind of never returned anyone's <laughs> calls. So in the end, it's like, I maybe had oh. to pay 50 bucks to the, like an extra 50 bucks to the rental place. But I didn't end up oh, have to pay, da- wow. didn't end up having to pay damage on this woman's car. And then her insurance company mm. didn't care either. So it was super cool. Super cool. Yeah, Another basic chill. chill accident. Yeah. Yeah, here's my question for you because you keep dropping these little hints. Mm -hmm. 20 years of stand up and GPSs were new at the time. Yes. How old are you? 846. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. Oh my God, he's a vampire. I know. Yes. Uh, It's pronounced vampire where I came from. (laughs) Vampire. Um, No, I'm 40. I'm 40. I, I don't even know if that's up there. No, that's, are you yeah, surprised? Like, impressed? You're kind of like, do people get to that? Yeah, no. Age? I, I mean, I that's thought you were like, you just, pro- you just, no. You I just... literally thought you were like probably 32 at oldest. But then I was hmm. thinking about. Then you said that 20 years, and I was like, well, you didn't start stand up at 12. 12. Or yeah. So I mean, maybe you did. <laughs> maybe maybe, you did. maybe, maybe you're Seth some people Rogen. do. Yeah. Some people do. Oh my god, that's yes. right, Seth <laughs> um, Yeah. But immediately followed by a um, Seth Rogen esque laugh. <laughs> Love that. I can't wait to do that. I can't do it. I can't do it. Did that sound like it a little bit? A little bit. A little, yeah. Um, Yeah, so Burp Reynolds, you're not alone. Um. By the way, oh, here's another mistake. Um, Thinking, oof, this is the first time I had a panic attack, actually. This is a big mistake. This is actually one of the biggest mistakes of my life. Best mistake. I wanted to talk about a relation, a breakup I had. It was a year long breakup, but this one was when I was at a comedy festival in Portland, woke up sick the next morning and thought that I could drive from Portland to Los Angeles in one foul swoop 
in an, it's an 11 hour drive. Oh, yikes. And yeah. then someone had told me to take one of those six hour energy drinks. Oh, no. So I <sighs> was driving. It started to get dark. I took one of those six hour. Oh, you know what? I started hallucinating bad. <gasps> it was like the it was dark black night. There was nothing on the sides of the roads. I remember I was in California and there was like the semi truck in front of me that had these red lights that were shining on the uh, on the mm. freeway. I thought because it was one of those trucks that like transports cars. So it's like cars uh-huh. are stacked up in it. And I <laughs> thought that the back of it had rolled down and that and I was like, oh, my God, I can just drive up that. Oh no! Because his oh. his 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 carriage is empty. I could drive up that, sleep a little, oh and not lose time. Oh my that's, god! That's what was like going a through my like head. A little kid that doesn't understand the world yet would have. Yes, exactly. But you were like an adult. I was an adult ish. Adult ish. Like this is like the thought that like you'd be like, hey mom, like can we drive up there? Like why don't we just drive onto that truck? No, that's not how it works. Behind the wheel. But let me tell you the magic trick. I slapped myself, and this truck was not actually right in front of me. It was like a mile ahead of me. It wasn't even close to me. And then I was like, I shouldn't be driving. (laughs) So I was like, wow, I just had a full hallucination while driving. Let me pull over. So I pulled over and I like got out of the car and it was like night. So it was kind of cold and like ran around in a circle and got back in the car. And then I pulled into a gas station, got one of those six hour energy drinks because I was like, this will help. It did not help. I went, my heart started pounding, pounding. Like I could just feel it in my chest. And I pulled over to a town that I could only describe as Walmart, California, because that's all that was there. And I went to the parking lot. I'm literally so dizzy that I'm like in my seat doing like, like I'm in a toilet. Like I literally was moving my body in a circle. I was so dizzy. I remember (laughs) opening the door. I couldn't like stand up. I walk into the Walmart and I got all this like you know, like, I don't remember what I got, like Sudafed and Mucinex or whatever the crap, you know, like clear up a cold kind of crap you could get at a Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then I went to like some Are Best Western or whatever Murphy? was close. <laughs> what are you saying? I said, all what right, Brittany Murphy. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No. Hope, well, that's not what happened. But I did go to this hotel. And the moment oh, I yeah, got in there. God. Yes. moment I got in there, I fell to my knees. <laughs> And then had my first panic attack. Just could not stop oh. sobbing. My heart was pounding. I could oh. not stop crying. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was just could yeah. not understand. And I was like, I'm never, I've never, I'm never having one of those six hour energy drinks again. <laughs> and that's how I learned to yeah. stop listening to Pete Holmes. Uh, Pete Holmes is the one that said that. To take the six-hour energy drink, yes. And I was like, I'm never. Oh gonna my god! Wait, Pete Holmes that. is the uh, who I was oh, on my yeah, way to, to see, see. On, when I had my catastrophic car accident. He I was on my way to see. Is Pete a Holmes harbinger live. of death. Clearly, he is the, he is the trickster. I remember like meeting him afterwards, and I like wanted I wanted his uh, autograph, and I was like, "Can you sign my bus ticket? It's the bus I took here after I totaled my car on the way here." And you could just see that. He was like, get the fuck away from me. He was like, whoa, that is not energy I need in my life right now. And I was like, uh, I'm still in shock. So I don't understand how terrifying this is, what I'm saying. 
At That's least hilarious. Of you, or either of you ever took advice from Pete Davidson? So because yeah. I oh have, yeah, <laughs> Nika took advice from Pete Davidson. I took advice from biggest Pete. mistakes from Pete Davidson. <laughs> no, but I um for the first year of doing stand up, I would either get really really high before my set or get like a little bit drunk. Because Pete Davidson said in a late night interview that every who who the fuck is he to say this and in, in retrospect. No, he was serious that uh, every great comedian, no great, every great comedian performs fucked up, like no great comedian performs mm. sober. And I had a crush on him at the time. So I uh, listened. So you to followed it. the advice. Wow. So I followed the advice of the king of Staten Island. Um, <laughs> and then you had a very Staten And I was just Island looking experience. back at my old comedy to like make clips for Twitter. And I can't use any of it because uh, <laughs> I'm drunk or high in every set. And I'm mm. talking a mile a minute. Mm. So good times. Damn, I'm <laughs> absolutely tickled by the fact that Pete Holmes was the catalyst for that experience mm-hmm. for you. Bad luck. Because um, for me, it was like I didn't know him in real life. I just was going to go see him <laughs> and just fully totaled my car on the way and then Wait, still went to the show. Out? Well, I am 846. Yeah, I, have a, I have an so. autograph of him. I have a keep it crispy autograph from him um, on yeah for, for those who know, know um, on the back of a bus ticket from the town. I totaled my car in to Boston. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. That's dedication. Comedy. 18 year old Anya. I, I had just started. I had just started doing stand up, and that was my, Anyway, that's, that was my like, I'm going to go meet one of my heroes no matter how I get there. <laughs> but you did it. And that's that. Yeah, I think that's and called follow through. I kept it through. crispy. All right. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is my determination. That's my level of like not letting things like I'm one. I'm somebody who to my detriment, I like will get the thing done, whatever mm-hmm. the thing at hand is. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, no, no, no. Well, I'm sorry and about your panic attack, but I'm glad you didn't drive onto the back of that truck. As am I. I mean, you know, not listening to Pete Holmes was only slightly a joke, although I do think that's pretty good advice. But really, <laughs> the biggest mistake was thinking that I could drive an 11 hour drive. I didn't go to bed feeling sick. I woke up feeling sick. Like, oh, I can't, I can't breathe out of my own nose and I'm coughing. I still got to do this 11 hour drive though. And so that was, and I've never tried to do that ever again. So this Mm. is also before people started saying drowsy driving is as dangerous as drunk driving. And I'm like, Oh, well I've drowsy driven so many times. I wish someone told me that. that, So that's like, that's, uh, you know, and I always go back, like I could have hurt somebody else. I could have hurt myself. Luckily that's not what happened. Uh, luckily, I just had a panic attack in the comfort of a Best Western. It really was the best one that night. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Best, best Western. Western. Best place to have your first panic attack. <laughs> yes, in have Western California. Have a panic attack California. on these 400 thread count sheets or whatever. God, I'm sobbing <laughs> or like lobby. <laughs> like two threads. Uh, if you're losing your shit. Yeah, no, I know. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> they I, wish 400 thread. But uh, yeah, so I guess that's. That's a pretty damn good big mistake. I'm so happy that we we arrived at at that mistake. Did you want to share a different one, or are you are you all set on that one? No, that's a pretty damn good mistake. That's like a terrifyingly yeah. um, bad. And when I think about it now, like even thinking about, it, I'm like, wow, that was dangerous. That's what I'm thinking in my head right now. It's just like <laughs> that was dangerous. 
hmm, that was horribly dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I that's like my biggest pangs of regret with my car accident, which was one of the mistakes that I shared on a previous episode, um, mm-hmm. is what could have happened more than what happened. Yeah. It's more just like, damn, that was fucked up. That that like it's amazing that it worked out, but god damn it could have absolutely not. Yeah. And sometimes I, um, you- I've never been in a horrible like I've been in bad car accidents but never when I was driving mm. I've been in a really bad one I was a passenger right before I moved to New York like a month before I moved to New York and I was so paranoid for that last month in Rhode Island because I was certain that the universe was trying to kill me before I moved Oof. back I was like this is some final destination shit yeah Nika cannot get to New York yeah I was like no this can't this can't happen <laughs> All right, so what oh. do we think the moral of that story was then? Moral of the story. Listen to your body. Listen yes. to your body. No, that's listen absolutely to your body and don't true. listen to Pete Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to your body. Don't listen to Pete Holmes. You heard it here. That's the oh, name of the episode. Don't listen to podcast. Pete Holmes. <laughs> Well, we have a bad track record so far of like truly just shitting on the podcasts of our heroes. Like oh, podcasts yeah. that we listen to, we're like, fuck that podcast. Yeah, the first episode is me being like, fuck the women who, who of fucking my favorite run murder. my favorite murder. Anyway, I really love the most recent episode. Did you listen? Oh my God. But they're so annoying. Anyway, should we send our podcast to our new production company? <laughs> wow. We wow. can edit it out. And this well, is going to just... be this is going to be the 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 uh, the albatross or the cross to be born to be born. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I'm saying. Yeah, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I'm just interested in you know like going back to like some of the early parts of this conversation about like where the hell it is that y'all gonna go and like what it is that you'll continue to gain or let go of as you is you uh, continue down this dumb road that we call comedy. <laughs> we, uh, this y'all ridiculous is choice. Nika? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, where where um, the hell are we going to go? Well, we're definitely, we're going to be the podcast hosts that the listeners grow to hate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want that to happen. But that's what a that's podcast good. is. is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what a podcast yeah. is. I mean, Anya is going to become extremely famous and successful as a comedian by the end of 21, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and I... By the end of, like, 2021, not, like, age yeah, 21. Yeah, no, 2021. come and gone. 2021. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> oh, how those years I are I don't really... Uh, I don't uh, know where I'm fucking going. <laughs> I have no idea. But that's but, fine, actually. That's actually the best yeah. place. You got to know where you are before you know yeah. where you can go. No. Okay. I'm, I'm doing a lot <laughs> of finger in, guns. Baron. Baron's obsessed with being like <laughs> the wise mentor figure in people's lives. I love lives. that. I need that. It's because I didn't have one, so I'm only saying things that I need to hear. Like, So it's, yeah. I'm no, really it's, manifesting everything for myself. That's the best mentor does. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. It is it is always something that I appreciate and love about you, but I also clock it sometimes. It's like, oh, you're just you're trying to spout wisdom right now. No, no, no. I clock it too, I hope. <laughs> you're I'm always trying to, trying to I'm always trying to like, bring it together. Trying to trying to find I get the button. The, right. <laughs> sometimes I get the impression that like something you're saying to me is something that you're hoping I'll like quote you on yeah. when you pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always remember the time Baron said this when That's, I needed to hear it most. 
the that's exactly what I needed to hear to learn how to stop. <laughs> To learn how to, to move on from that kind of behavior. That, that's no, no, no. I hilarious. love it. That's hilarious. I love it. And I do quote you on it. Literally one of our episodes. I'm like, Baron taught oh, me yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. and it's been helpful to me. Here's oh, where I'm nice. actually going. I'm headed in the direction of being the first and only trans character on an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. So. Nika wants to be the only trans character on handmaid's tale and yes. that's her one career goal and that's it and if anyone can <laughs> if anyone knows how to make that happen jane lily if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well we'll send a we'll send a we'll send a dove we'll send a raven <laughs> you're the dove Baron. yeah this you're is the dove you oh, uh, <laughs> whoops well i forgot how to fly y'all so i'm saying y'all a lot more now I become very southern. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, well, thank you so much for coming on this here podcast. Yes, it was such a treat. Sharing your your thoughts and your wisdom, your um, <laughs> your quotables. mistakes and your keepsakes, if you will, and your hot takes. And your hot um, takes. What would you like to plug? Are you oh, on some yes. kind of like TV show or something? Um, well, yes. If you, <laughs> do you if, have like if, multiple TV shows you might want to plug? Is that well, what you want to do, Baron? Not necessarily. <laughs> I am still in the process of, uh, you know, b- b- my own podcast growing its own wings to fly called Self Quar. So that is my oh yes official plug. Self Quar, quarming to a ear near you quarming that's definitely that is definitely yeah. the worst version of that pun that i have said so they far. don't always land they really it's don't okay. yeah not everything not everything needs to land neutral neutral is the goal yes neutral exactly <laughs> um great well everybody listen to that podcast specifically the episode with me and my mom oh my god your mom amazing yeah baron is one. in love with my mom <laughs> Only a Baron and only a little. That's okay. That's uh, that's plenty. I just realized that Baron is a little in love with my mom, and you're a little in love with my dad. So in some world, you two are my step parents, and I love that wow. world for oh, me. I would love that. <laughs> that is a very alternate everyone reality. Trying, everyone has uh, feelings for my parents, and it's fine. It's a reality I've learned to live with. Um, everyone has feelings for you, you slut. Well, yeah, people have feelings for me, but they were like exclusively <laughs> feelings for my holes. <laughs> they, they, everyone loves like my parents as people and they love me as An orifices. <laughs> um, that's a joke. Everyone. No, I know. I just, I again, the dy- I love these dynamics. <laughs> I love the way that Nika kind of set it up right there. <laughs> okay well i'm glad we ended this on making you extremely uncomfortable oh, it's it. not a complete episode until we make someone feel until like they're just kind of watching themselves. us perform for them in a gross way but that's where i live um so yeah bye i just hang up <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye thanks for cool. having me hello are you still there wait a minute <laughs> i am here oh, I can, can you hear, hear me still there okay yeah okay, okay. Good, great well I said goodbye Goodbye. We love you. We love you, Baron. (laughs) Love y'all. Bye. Bye.